you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. Week to week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure that is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Second Corinthians, the fifth chapter, and I'm going to read one verse, the 17th verse. And with the help of the Lord, preach for a little bit today on a subject that I feel is relevant to this moment. Therefore... The Apostle Paul says in his second letter to the Corinthian church, the fifth chapter and 17th verse, why don't you read it aloud with me if you would. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. By the help of the Lord this morning, I'm going to preach from a subject titled, Old Things Made New. Old Things Made New. Lord, we need your help this morning to preach what you have inspired in my spirit, and I pray the help of the Lord over this message this morning, God, where I fall short that your spirit would be made manifest in the minds and hearts of your people and that they would hear what the Spirit saith to the church. I give you honor and praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Thank you for standing for your worship to our guests that are with us this morning. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here today. It's very special for you to come and worship with us on this Sunday morning. The kids are out having a ball, having a good time. And uh, here we are coming right down to the wire. Just a few weeks left until we're going to be making our transition into our new building. So we're very excited about that. By the help of the Lord, we want to make that transition during the month of August. We'll be giving you a more hard date as uh, a few of the details get finished up. But we're very excited about that. Amen. Old things made new. Uh, I, I personally... Um, love the art of restoration. Uh, I don't like to labor. But I, I have a great deal of respect for the art of restoration. It's, it takes a lot of work to restore something. Uh, those of you that's ever restored anything, particularly an old house, you know it's easier to build new. You restore an old car, you know it's easier just to go buy a new one. And uh, the money your wife thinks you put into that car, she only knows half what you put into that thing. Because it costs a lot to restore. I love the art of restoration. Making old things new is 
intriguing to me. I admire the the art or the, the art of, of gifted um, restores people that understand uh, the dynamics to to keep things. I, I particularly prefer to see things that have been restored and kept true to the era, true to the time, and. Uh, I admire old things that are made new. Now, there's nothing wrong with old things. I don't have an issue with old things. As a matter of fact, I am one. My wife says I'm not. Let's keep her thinking that. As a matter of fact, it's, it's, it's often hard to match the quality of many old things. Yet, yet some old things often need restored lest in the end they'll be rendered useless and valueless without there being somebody that's willing to take on the process to restore. My, my, point, my point to you this morning is, is very simple. And I want to make a few remarks in leading into what I feel that the Lord would have me speak to you this morning, but uh, a couple of things that we need to think about in the church is just because it's old doesn't make it good. And just because it's new doesn't make it good. Just because it's old doesn't make it valuable or beneficial. And just because it's old doesn't always make it right. We, we can learn from old ways, and, and some of them we need to go back to. And then there's some things that we need to leave behind and leave in the past. But we need to allow God to work some new things into our lives. Now, it's good to reflect on old things that God has done experiences when God worked things for your good. I remember back to revival services when I was just a lad. A kid growing up, I was thinking the other day, I heard someone preach at Texas District Camp meeting last week, and I'd seen on social media a little clip of of a pastor preaching. I remember when he was an evangelist, I was a kid. I didn't even recognize the old man. Because he was a young evangelist way back when, but he's not so young anymore. I remember those revival services. I, I, I was reminiscent of some of the old good times that we had. I, I, I reflect, this week I reflected back thinking of where I was and when the Lord reached down and saved me. And when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I remember where I was. I remember who was preaching. I remember uh, the day. I remember the time. I, I remember a lot about that moment, though I was just a kid. But I remember a lot of things about that. But God did not save us to run on old experiences. 
Well, preacher, I believed on the Lord one time. God did not save us to run on old experiences. But the scripture says that in Acts the third chapter in verse number 19 that there would be times of refreshing that would come from the presence of the Lord. It's a fresh touch of an old thing. Now I've drank water all my life. How many of you have drank water your whole life? A cool glass of water on a hot day, never gets old. But I have woken up in the middle of the night and my wife leave a glass sitting on my dresser for a few days and I forget that I didn't put it there that night. And I pick up that glass of water that's been sitting a few days and take a big drink and ooh, It's not so refreshing, even though I was thirsty. Now, I want to help somebody this morning because in order for God to do new things in your life, there are some old things that we may need to put out of our life. Because, see, we have to not only just take on a new spirit within us, but the scripture I read into your hearing this morning said that all things, not some things, not part of things, but that all things would become new. So therefore, we've got to pour out of ourselves so that all things can become new. That's why when we sing songs like I will give you all, we are we are singing a song about pouring out of ourselves. Lord, if my sacrifice is less than giving you my my very best, let me reflect and think about Calvary's cross and remember to say yes because I understand that everything that that has been put into me, there's times that I got to pour it all out. So that you can pour back in something fresh and new. See, sometimes we have to get along with God. And while we are alone with God, we have to pour ourselves out. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Somebody asked me one time about our season of prayer and fasting. And why we see so many good things happening. And, And I tell you why that is. It is because during that season of prayer and fasting at the beginning of each year, we are pouring ourselves out. So that we can be refilled afresh and anew. So we have to pour ourselves out. If, if we don't conquer this flesh, the flesh will destroy us. It will destroy the flow of freshness into our life. We will become stagnant. Our lives will become stagnant. This is why we always need to be connected to something where we are pouring into. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody this morning. Because if your life is all about what you can get, what you can take, and what you can receive, and there is never an outlet for you to be able to give out, your life will become stagnant. 
If you want to live an overcoming life like you've never lived before, you need to get involved in some way where you are giving back, where you are giving out because you cannot outgive God. The more you are giving out, the more He's going to pour into your life. The more you are helping others, the more God's going to help you. Some of my greatest blessings in life is when I was trying to bless somebody else. Oh, nobody going to help me preach this morning. Some of the greatest times of my life is when I was trying to minister to others and God's ministering to me all at the same time. Some of the moments of greatest validation was not when somebody come and patted me on the back and said, good job, but it was when I was with somebody else saying, come on, you can do this, it's, it's wonderful, and I'm blessing them and helping them and promoting them, and next thing I know, I feel myself exalted. Because the more I pour out, the more God can pour in. That's why we need to be connected into the church in a way that we are pouring of ourselves out. And while we are pouring out, God will be pouring in. So you never conquer this flesh by trying to hold on to it. As a matter of fact, the scripture gives us very clear indication. If you want to save your life, you've got to lose it. But if you try to save your life, you're going to end up Losing your life. You have to conquer this flesh. Or this flesh will destroy the freshness and the flow of God in your life. God wants to make things new in somebody's heart this morning. God wants to refresh and restore somebody this morning. But we have to reach a point of being able to surrender and say, God, all of my ideas and all the things that I've built up and all the resistance and all the things I've tried to hoard to myself, there's a point maybe just this morning we have to turn it all over to you and give it all up. Therefore, if any man be around Christ, if any man know Christ, if any man believes on Christ, the scripture said, if any man be in, everybody say in Christ. See, there's a difference in knowing Christ and being in Christ. Because the only way, see, you have to be born into Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a, not gender specific here, by the way. If any man be in Christ, it's using the male gender, which the scripture does over and again. He is a, most of the things in his life are going to change. But the things that he wants to hold on to from the past, God's going to understand that it's just his personality. Nobody going to help the preacher this morning. My dad said one time, it's hard to say sick him to a dog when he's got you by the britches. I cleaned that one up a little bit. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things, not part. Old things are passed away. Anybody in the house know what passed away? 
old things are dead. Old things have died. Oh, I could preach here a little while. The scripture said if we go back and build again the things that we have once destroyed, then we have made ourselves a transgressor. And the writer said that the ways of a transgressor are hard. I don't understand why I'm struggling. Have you built again the things you once destroyed? Have you put some things back into your life that you've already overcome when you got the victory over? Did you go back to it? Or have you put some things behind you and are you a new creature in Christ Jesus and and allow old things to be dead to you? Old things are passed away. Then there's a little word here, behold. Everybody say, look. Everybody say, look. There you go. I'm getting a few of you, a few more of you on board with me this morning. Wake up your neighbor and tell them to look. Paul is saying, look around you. Because when old things are passed away, God will never allow you to give up anything out of your life that he does not replace. See, sometimes we're looking for everything in the natural, but everything in the Word of God is dealing with spiritual. When we give up things in the natural, God will replace it in the spiritual. That's that's the way God has always worked. See, when you put something out of your life, when you die out to something in your life, God will resurrect something new in your life. See, he's not going to take something away from you that he doesn't put back. See, it's not, see, when you're restoring that item, you 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 sand and you 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 take all the old paint off and you you get it all down to, to, to fresh original material, but you don't leave it there. Because if you go through all of the, the labor and the work to get it down, go through the process of getting it there. You're certainly going to go ahead and put something back in its place. And what you put back is going to be better than what you took away. Am I making any sense this morning? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things. Not some things, not part, not most, all things. That means every time you give something up, God's going to give you something. In re- He's going to restore something new. Somebody say, I can't outgive God. Because the more you give up, God's going to give back to you. When you let something go in your life, God's going to replace it with something better. It's going to, he's not going to let you give something up that he doesn't put something better back in store. That's why this morning some of us need to decide, you know what, I've been struggling with some old things in my life. And if I would begin to put some things out of my life, you need to give up some old addictions. When you give that addiction up, God will give you a brand new addiction. We'll get addicted to him instead of addicted to the things of this world. 
See, old things are passed away and all things are become new because what God is putting back in your life is not connected to the old. It may, it may, it will be a replacement for what God has allowed you to put out of your life. He will replace it with something that is new. God changes the old person and makes us into a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. So therefore we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. When we become a new creature, everybody say a new creature. When we say the word creature, it is speaking here, this term creature is speaking now of everything about us. We are creatures. Whether we want to look at one another or not, it's not very romantic for my wife to look at me and say, I love you, you creature. But when we become a new creature, it is speaking of everything, head to toe, everything about us changes and we take on a brand new. In in other words, we take on Christ. That means our old personality begins to change and we put on a new personality. Our old motives pass away and we put on brand new motives. Can you handle this this morning? Our old attitudes pass away and we put on new attitudes. Our old reason for living has gone. Now he gives us a brand new reason for living. Our, our old hope in this life is gone. Now we have a hope that is not of this world. Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah begins, the prophet begins to speak in verse 18. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the old things. Verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Everybody say a new thing. Now I know he was prophesying of Christ which was to come because no one had ever been born of a virgin and I understand that he was getting ready to bridge the gap and come through the virgin Mary and that the spirit was going to overshadow Mary and he was going to do a new thing because nobody had ever been born by a virgin birth and he was getting ready to do a new thing but can I transition this a little bit today and bring it to where we are because it says and now it shall spring forth and ye shall know it but I, I he said I will even make a way in the wilderness and a wind and rivers in the desert First Samuel the third chapter speaks very similar in the 11th verse and the Lord said to Samuel behold I will do a new thing in Israel this new thing that he's going to do he said at which the ears of everyone that heareth is going to tingle in other words it's not even going to be believable people aren't even going to believe it I understand all of this is prophecy of Jesus which was to come that was going to be born out of the root of David and was going to come forth and I understand all of this element but I want you to understand today that what God wants to do in your life your friends are going to look at you and say that is unbelievable I've seen people change before, but I've never seen anybody change. See, so I know some of you. Some of you still carry around. There's a couple of men here in the church still carry around their old driver's license of the way they used to look before they came to the Lord. But God cleaned them up, and they cleaned up nice. 
They don't look like the old man they used to they used to look like. They don't talk like the old man they used to talk like. They don't walk like the old man. They don't go the places that they used to go. God has turned their life around. They're looking for something better. God's given them a better life, a better hope, a better family, a better future. He's turned he did a new thing in them and it caused all their friends to say, "Oh my goodness, what happened over there? What happened? They went to a meeting one night and God got a hold of them, turned their lives around. God is a God of newness. Hebrews chapter 10 talks about a new and a living way. A new and a living way. Wait, can I tell you this is the best life? I went to get my hair cut one time. Girl was cutting my hair. She said, oh, I know. She said, I, I could come. I, I, you know, I like your church. I love your music. I, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's fun and all that stuff. But you folks just go to church too much. I said, what do you mean? She said, well, you guys have church like two or three times a week. I said, well, you can come when you want to come. She said, well, I'm used to coming like twice a year. I said, well, you are a CEO. Christmas and Easter only. She said, I, see, and I began to try to explain to her, see, here's what you're missing out on. This living for God thing isn't a couple times a year. Because everything in my life's gone. I don't walk the way I used to walk. I don't act the way I used to act. Because I've taken on a new nature. My nature's not the old nature. I had to die out to the old nature. I had to, I had to get, Paul said, I put under he said, I had to put under my body. In other words, I had to get over myself. I had to control myself. See, because the old man still wants to flare up. Oh, everybody's sanctimonious this morning. What are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about when you had a bad day and came home and kicked the dog. I mean the tire, slammed the door, yelled at the wife, fussed at the dog, screamed at the neighbor. Let the temper flare. Let the attitude show. We are a new creature. This is a new and a living way. In other words, every day of my life, this is the best life to live. I wouldn't trade life living for God for anything in the whole world. Two or three times this week, I've been in situations where people looked at me and said, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have God. Church, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have God. 
Sister Wanda this week was involved in a very, very serious automobile accident. I got the call. It was, and, and the, the report we originally got was a little different than the way things turned out, thank the Lord. We got a very, uh, very scary report. I was in Fort Wayne. I was, I was busy. I received a call. I immediately realized I've got to go, I've got to go home. And, uh, and, and, but the Lord was with her. Where would we be if the Lord wasn't on our side? I visited the hospital of a lady this week with her family sitting around. Where would we be if it wasn't for the Lord who was on our side? You see, this isn't just, I'm just going to call him when I need him, but I need, I need him with me all the time. This is a living way. I, wanna, I want him to walk with me and talk with me. and I want him to be with me on the good and the bad. I want to be with him. I don't want to just know who he is. At a distance. I want to be very personal with him. You see, this new creature in Christ Jesus means I'm not, I don't just know him at a distance, but I am now in Christ Jesus. i got to hurry. God wants to make all things new. I like fresh bread. God's a God of freshness. Every morning the children of Israel got up and they had fresh manna in the wilderness. New manna every morning because God's a God of newness. They couldn't take any manna today for tomorrow because tomorrow God was going to give them something fresh again. The writer said, his mercies are new every morning. I woke up this morning and I had brand new mercies for today. I laid down last night and I had a few frustrations, but I woke up this morning with brand new mercies. I laid down last night, but when I woke up today, he said, I'm going to give you strength to get through the day. And all I've got to do is worry about getting through today because in the morning when I wake up, His mercies are new every morning. Great is Thy faithfulness. Can I tell you in your life, if you're tired of the weariness and the, and the struggle you need to get in Christ, you need to let him make you over afresh and anew. Let old things be passed away and let all things be made new in your life. God wants to do a new thing in your life. God wants to restore you. He wants to make you a new creature. He wants you to be made new. He wants to put some new principles in you. He wants to upgrade your life to the next level. He said, you've been walking at 3.0. I'm ready to take you to 4.0. I'm ready to take you to the next level. I'm going to take you to the next place. You can't keep living where you have been, but he wants to make you new. He is the restorer of your soul. You've been walking through hard times. You've been walking through struggle. You've been walking through disappointment. 
disappointments. You've been going through it, child of God. I come this morning to tell you we can be made new in Christ Jesus. Whatever you may be struggling with this morning, I dare you to bring it to the foot of the cross and lay it down at his feet and declare in the name of the Lord, I will be an overcomer. He's got new manna for you this morning. He's got fresh bread for you this morning. He will be the lifter of your head, the restorer of your soul. Oh, lift your hands toward heaven and magnify the name of the Lord today. Oh, come on, lift up your voice and magnify him today. Oh, stand with me all over the building. God wants to fill you with brand new power from on high this morning. The Lord wants to give you power to live right, to walk right, to talk right. He wants to restore your soul. David said he is the restorer. The restorer of my soul. Life can beat you up. Life can knock you around and leave your life with dents and dings and scratches and scrapes. But when God gets through remaking you, thank God Almighty, people are going to look at you and say, wow, I don't remember you ever looking so good before. It's because God did a work of restoration in my life. How many of you know him as your restorer this morning? Although you may be hurting this morning, you may be struggling this morning, your life may be dirty, but I want you to know that God is here to make you new this morning. He's here to refresh you today. He's here to restore you today. He's here to put your life back together. He'll take the missing pieces and parts of your life that hurts and wounds have ripped out of your life. He'll put them back in. And when he's done remaking you and restoring you today, you're going to come out brand new. He can make your life. You don't get too bad for God. His grace and His mercy. God's still in the restoring business. He's still reaching to where you are today. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed all over the building this morning. Jesus wants to give you a brand new life. He wants to give you everlasting life. If you're in the room this morning and you have you know that I'm preaching to you because you're one that needs to be restored by the power of His Spirit. I I dare you to take a step of faith this morning and step out from where you are because you make your way to the front of this room today. I can tell you that the restore, the master restore is in the house today. God bless you. There's one already moving today. Others may want to just step out and join this morning. The restore is in the house today. He'll make everything new in your life. He'll take out all the old and put something new. You'll come out of the fire, tried and true, usable in the kingdom of God. Yes. 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 Come on, that's it. There's room for everybody. Just join us here in the front. Just join us here in the front. 
feel freedom in the house right now. Just join us right here in the front of the room. You may. Let him restore your soul. Let him refresh you today. Let the refreshing water from the river of God pour into your life today.